is he? Not good. Can I go see him? No, they're not taking visitors yet, but we'll let you know. How are you guys doing? Okay. What happens? Yeah, every 10 years or so. So what happens now? Uh, you know, Al, when you come to a line with us, you don't cross it. Because once you do, you won't be able to cross back. Now, I don't think that's the line you want to cross. Am I right? Yes, yes, y'all. Hi, friends. What'd it do? What's popular? Grams of Snow podcast, your absolute favorite mafia drug dealer. Teenage white, drug use. White collar crime. Political crime. All of that. Bad guy podcast. M&A's. What's M&A's? Merger and acquisition. Oh, look, see, look at you. On your motherfucking corporate shit. Period. Yeah. Look at me. My broke ass don't know nothing about it. Your what? My broke ass don't know nothing about it. You know I know you in real life, right? No. I mean, yeah, you do. <laughs> okay. You ain't exactly. seen my bank account yet. I know. <laughs> I know. It ain't, it, ain't, it ain't what it need to be. Jeezy. Huh? Let me tell you business because I know you in real life. Oh, go ahead, Uh-huh, man. exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, man, here to talk about the... Uh, Episode seven? I think it's eight, actually. Episode eight. Press the up button and we can see. Right. That's funny. Like, well, it's on it's on ads right now, but uh, um, I'm almost positive it's episode eight okay. of of the, the offer, the Paramount original, the offer, the show about how they made the Godfather. So good, yeah, the greatest movie that ever existed, by the way, the Godfather. Okay, would you would you agree? It's okay if you don't. I know Alexandra agrees. Oh God, um, I have never thought about the greatest movie ever created. Okay. Um, it's one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. It is not my very favorite. Mm. Um, but I, I don't, I only don't want to answer that because I haven't ever thought about it. Okay. Well, yeah. let me ask you a more specific question then because you just brought it up. What movie is better than The Godfather to you? I just need to know. To me. To you. Yes, absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah to you. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to argue you here, Six. So. I just, I'm just interested. Um. Either Legend with Tom Hardy. Oh, okay, Tom Hardy. I thought you meant the Tom Cruise Legend. Okay. Never. Or, oh, yeah. believe it or not, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Never heard of it. Very good movie. It's a very old movie, very good movie. And I'm going to be that black girl, Love Jones. Wow. Okay, better yeah. than The Godfather. Hey, to, me, to me. Of course. From sitting down and going, I want to watch a movie that makes me feel. Oh. Those are the three movies I go to. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, Legend, before it was a Tom Hardy movie, mm -hmm. I think in 87, there was a movie called Legend with Tom Cruise and, um, God, what's the guy who passed away not too long ago? Um, <laughs> you know what world we live in? I know. Um, the guy who played Nikolai Tesla in The Prestige. Never watched that movie. Uh, God, he was a white dude. He was a musician. He and he start he turned into acting and now it's like people know him for acting more than they know him for. I want to say like I keep wanting to say Rod Sterling, but I know that Rod that's, Stewart. But I don't think it was Rod Stewart because we know him Rod. for music. Yeah, nah, and and, and Rod and I, I said Rod Sterling, but I meant mm -hmm. Rod Sterling. But that's the dude from Twilight Zone. Is um, it the same movie in premise though? Like, have you seen Legend with Tom Hardy? No, but it's not the same movie. This oh, okay. is more of a fantasy movie. Hold on, I just okay. pulled it up. Oh, because Tim Curry's also in Legend. I forgot about Tim Curry. 
jeez, uh, who was the guy that I'm talking about? I don't know. Funny part is, I don't even. He might not even be a legend. I don't think so. I don't know if this is important. This is crazy. It's not, but now it's now, now I have to do this. Trying to fight the dead air. I know I have <laughs> to, man. And also that it was a Ridley Scott movie, and it was from '87. I was right. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. So the guy that I was talking about is David Bowie. No one knows David Bowie for acting. Are you crazy? David Bowie's a musician who was married to Iman. That's who he is. Yeah, but the last like. The last trimester of his life, he was absolutely more known for acting than he was for music, for sure. Then that's one of the few times where people my age and younger okay. have it the right way. He is a musician. <laughs> yeah. Hold I don't even think he was in Legend. That's the funny part. I, I, I think I the only thing we know him for is Labyrinth. Labyrinth. That's what he was in. Labyrinth, not Jesus Legend. Was well, They kind of came out around the same time. That's why. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We Jeez. know him for Labyrinth, but other than that, he was that musician married to Iman. Oh, man. Yeah. Yep. Labyrinth came out 86 and Legend came out 87. Got it. But anyway. Feel because, better? Huh? Feel better? Got it. I do, because that, okay. that was fucking with me heavy. Like, super heavy. Um. Anyway, man. Uh... Yeah, the Godfather, man, or the offer, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Such a fire show. It is, man. It is. Now, however, I will say, this is episode eight. They're just leaving New York, mm-hmm. right? They're about to go to Sicily, which they got the news for But that. Sicily is the last thing they shot. We do know that. But that's crazy. Like, there's so many moments they didn't show us then. It's a limited series. And it wasn't supposed to be about... The movie per se, it's about making the movie. About making the movie. And what yeah. we're getting is a lot about making the movie. It is. It is. I, I, I really wanted to see the scene with Sonny. It's just yourself. Well, we saw him get beat up and we learned why he got beat up. No, that wasn't Sonny that got beat up. No, it was not. Yeah, that Sorry. was the boyfriend. That yeah. That's funny. You know what's funny about that scene? So okay, I so if that happened in real life, that's pretty dope. Yeah. Right. Like, um, what they didn't show here that I'd always heard was that the only reason why they pulled in the scene of Connie getting beat. And again, Connie in real life, that's Talia Shire, which is mm-hmm. Francis Ford Coppola's uh, sister in real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the only reason why they bought in that scene from what I heard where Carla was beating up Connie was because the studio execs felt like that the movie was boring. It didn't have any real action, didn't have any real conflict. Um, so and that still could have been true. You just didn't been. see that part. They, yeah. they didn't see that part, but it's... It, I never heard that he had really hit her in real life in that scene. That's crazy. It's interesting. Now, what makes... So then the next day they go and shoot the scene where... Sonny beats him up. Sonny whoops Carlo. The funny part about that is if you look at that scene in the movie, there is a there is a part where Sonny goes to punch Carlo and it is complete... Like He's like five feet away from his face, bro. So, like, for them to say that, like, mm. he was really whooping them, I was like, uh. Now, the kicks, when he was kicking them in his ribs, that looked real. Yeah, but I don't know if Sonny would have known. If Sonny would have known what? But it was Sonny who Reddy went to, never mind. Yeah. I didn't know if he had brought in, like, just some of, in my mind, I was thinking that he just brought in some of the, you know, mafia guys. Like, hey, right. go do this. But it was Sonny he was talking to. Yeah, Jimmy Kahn, James Kahn was the one who... Who beat apparently beat up on him in real life in retaliation for the scene that happened the day before? Yeah, that uh, that I guess I don't know how he can get hit and Francis doesn't realize it. How Connie could get hit 
and Francis doesn't realize it, but I guess well, it's choreographed, it. right? So she would he would touch her, right? I imagine. But she she was she had the whole ice pack on her face, like he really beat her, and I'm like, I mean, it he, doesn't. He was hitting her with a belt in ever, that scene. You ever been punched in the face? Yeah. It don't take a lot. But that's what I'm saying. He never he never punched at her. Well, at some point, also they go in a bathroom and the door closes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. True, true. Oh, maybe that's why he didn't see it. Yeah. Oh, that's a possibility. And swinging a belt around, you yeah. get, and he was swinging the buckle part around. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, like, he was. That jump was kind of wild. It makes sense though, because that scene does look very real. It looked wild. Yeah, it looks like, very real. So I'm, I'm, I am glad that they shed light on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I urge y'all to go back and look at the fight scene with when Sonny whoops Carlo. Like the first few punches are clearly not connecting. Well, them last few kicks. Yeah, I think maybe that's where the money was. Yeah. <laughs> and he deserved he they painted him and I'm piece pretty of sure shit. a piece of a chauvinistic piece of shit like, for sure. The stuff he was saying to the girl that was doing his, his fitting, tailoring, yeah. That was wild. Betty should have poked him in the front. Yeah, in the nutsack for yeah. sure. Yeah, he was he was off script with that one. Um and how the girl just felt, both of them just felt so uncomfortable to say anything. I felt uncomfortable watching it. Like, yeah. I don't know, the the me that I am right now, I imagine, I just would have probably punched him in his nuts and got up. Yeah. Like, who are you talking to? Yeah. Like, are you, I have needles. Right. That like, part. That part. I have needles, bro. If I miss once, yeah. I will sew your nuts to your thigh. Yeah. Like, hello? <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, man. So God I'm, bless I'm, Betty. Huh? God bless Betty. Yeah, I'm glad that that he got his ass whooped, and I'm and I'm assuming that, you know, because after New York we don't see any of Carlo, right? They did the correct. Yeah, so so he's out of the picture from here on in. Yeah. Um, there was another Easter egg. That, so I'm starting to make some correlations here. All because, the oranges. Well, the oranges, of course, right? They they put that one on our face, and the oranges juxtaposition with the bread when Joey Gallo gets killed. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not just pulling from the first Godfather. They're, they, they're pulling kind of from pieces from all of them. Mm -hmm. Um, there was a huge connection to episode, to Godfather part three in this one. And, uh, I I think you said that's probably the one you're least familiar with, right? Yeah. I've seen it one time through. I've seen bits and pieces, but other times. Got it. Okay. Well, all right. So in three, the, the problem, so the way that like, uh, Salasso was the problem that like was the person that like started the problems for the Corleone family mm-hmm. in the first one. The what family? The Cor- Corleone. See, I'm still <laughs> used to saying Corleone. Uh, so the way Salasso was a problem for the Corleone family in part one. Mm-hmm. In part three, the character that started the problem was a guy named Joey Zaza. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Joey Zaza is like Joey Gallo. Mm-hmm. And the way, the way it was, the way how they correlate is that Joey Zaza had blacks in his family. They, he was he sold drugs, mm-hmm. right? He sold heroin, right? So, and he used blacks to sell. You know, he partnered with them to to sell in their communities. So um, there was a part in part three where, uh, he, you know, he kind of had to explain himself. Someone gotcha. explained himself to like. To to the commission. Well, not to the commission. To Michael Corleone. Okay. Um, 
the, you know, there, it was a, it was a huge scene at the beginning, not a huge scene, but the, so the way that they did the wedding in the beginning, mm-hmm. in the first one, they did a, a, a ceremony. Like a christening or a baptism, something like that. That's it, all I remember. Something like that, like a baptism. Yeah, yeah that's, they kind of used or, that. Or and, someone's first communion or something. It was something like that. I yeah. can't remember right off the top of my head, but it was like a, a, another festive activity. Yeah. And, you know, the Don was taking requests and that's where he got introduced to his nephew, uh, uh, Vincent Mancini, who was Sonny's bastard son. Okay. So the girl that when the way part one opened up when Sonny was smashing the girl yep. at the wedding, her baby, yeah, her baby, is uh was Vincent Mancini, and he's like, he's like the only one in the family that still has like that vigor for like the life, right? Yeah, it's like the young youthful gangster, um, and Michael takes him under the wing, but. The whole thing is like he had a problem with Joey Zaza. So like him and Joey Zaza had a beef. Michael Corleone took him under the wing. Joey Zaza had a problem with that, made an attempt on Michael Corleone and and the rest of the family's lives. Mm. And then Vincent Mancini ended up killing him in the middle of one of the Italian Ah, parades. Okay, okay, okay. Kind of the same way that like Vito killed the Black Hand in part two. Mm -hmm. Joey Zaza rolled up on a horse. I mean, excuse me, Vincent Mancini rolled up on a horse, dressed like a cop, shot and killed Joey Zaza. And that's kind of like the thing that opened up the rest of the universe. Yeah, so it's kind of like when he went into the restaurant to kill Joey Gallo. Yes. To clean shit up so they can go to Sicily. Got it. Right. Now, and and then where it correlates with this as well, well, you know, so Joey Gallo was working with blacks. He was working with um, Nikki Nikki Barnes. Barnes. Um, So they're showing and Joey Zaza was working with blacks. And also, and this is all spoiler alerts for anybody who hasn't seen three, but I'm assuming everybody's seen I three. I don't care for spoiling a 80-year-old movie. There you go. Like. That part. Um, so you come to find out that Joey Zaza was empowered by, uh, you know, like Don Altabello and another guy that was part of like the Vatican. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It was like, the, you know, there were bosses higher up that basically commissioned him to kill he wiped out like 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 all of the powerful families except for the Corleones. Mm. Um it at like They turn them into a crash dummy. Yeah. Because they pretty could just much. use black folks to do it anyway. Pretty much. Gotcha. And um but but no, nah, they didn't use black folks though. They 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 did some wild shit. So what it was, and I know we're getting way into three. Yeah. But what it was was that like they killed him at like an Atlantic City casino. Killed who? They killed like there was a. They killed like all the families. Okay. Only like two families survived. The Corleones, two Don survived. Uh, Don Corleone, uh, Michael Corleone, and Don Altabello, mm-hmm. who was like the. He's like the oldest Don out of all of them. You know that was part of like the families. Um, but yeah, Joey, uh, Joey Zaza. All right, Michael called all the the families to like this meeting at. In Atlantic City Casino and was like, listen, we're getting out of the casino business. We're getting out of all of our all of our ventures. And we're you know, he was putting his money into this foundation, the Corleone Foundation that his daughter Mary was running. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And they were making a land deal like a they, they made a land deal purchase situation with the Vatican. Right. Um, and doing that deal was making them the most powerful family on the planet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because it was like a it was like a billion dollar 
real estate deal. It was something crazy. So they, you know, that's how they made a deal with the Vatican. That's how the movie opened. Um, but then what he found out is that in the Vatican's there's a bunch of gangsters too. <laughs> yeah. So so anyway, so he he sold all his interests in all his casino businesses, and he paid back all the dons, right? Mm-hmm. So he bought them all together, Joey Zaza included, and everybody got big ass nine figure checks except for Joey Zaza. He got nothing. Why? So, um. Because he wasn't because part of the original him. deal. Yeah, that part. You know th- that part, and also fuck him. Like mm-hmm. he 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 said some things about Michael Corleone that Vincent Mancini kind of like bought to light. Gotcha. So so Michael was you know was playing his his old man chess moves, and he kind of he kind of did you know how like uh Columbo gave a thousand dollars to yeah. you know it was an insult. It was kind of like the same thing. Gotcha. So what Joey Zaza ended up doing was he locked everybody in that room. A helicopter came and machine gunned everybody down. But Corleone, uh, Michael Corleone and Don Altabello escaped. So anyway, so yeah, so I I, I realized that Joey Gallo is Joey Zaza. Gotcha. That was that's what all that was about. Gotcha. Oh, <laughs> fucking gotcha. fifteen minutes for me yeah. to tell you. <laughs> gotcha. Joey Gallo is Joey Zaza. All right. Um. So yeah, so that was an Easter egg. <laughs> yeah, quite. <laughs> did you did you did you see any other ones? I found a few more, but I, I want to see. Um, no, I think just again keeping in mind that the only Godfather that exists to me for real is the second one. Some mm-hmm. of the first one. Damn, um, you cold. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just it is what it is. <laughs> a lot of the first one, but mainly the second one. Okay. When I go to watch Godfather, that's what I'm talking about. Got it. And I watch them in that order. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I've, I've told you that. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it makes, makes more sense. sense. Yeah. Um. The oranges I'm always paying attention to mm-hmm. that Marlon Brando's character is Don Corleone. Mm. He just lives his life like that. that I, that's pretty cool. Um, mm. Other Easter eggs that I caught, I don't think so. No. Okay. What'd you catch? Um, there was a there was a part where uh, the guy who played Luca Brasi, when so when Ruddy went to check on Colombo at the hospital mm-hmm. and it was we called the guy Lenny last time and I think his name is Caesar yeah, yeah. That's, yeah that's why I didn't call him anything just now because I'm like eh. I thought it was Lenny and I think it's Caesar it could, I could be wrong okay, I don't know if he's at Vito if he's at Caesar, Caesar. right but um, Betty boyfriend yeah Betty boyfriend basically uh, but but no the guy who played Luca Brasi and in, in Lou Ferrigno basically mm-hmm. um he he made a mention. He was like, uh, "Yeah, this thing happens every ten years or so." Yeah, talking about the wars. That was something that Clemenza said in the first one. Mm. Um, he was like, "You know, these things happen. You know, it's been ten years since the last war." Gotcha. Um, I think it was it was during the scene where Clemenza was showing Michael what to do. You know how to kill Salasso and yeah. Clem, uh, and McCluskey. Yep, and I the gun that. and everything. He told him. When they were putting the duct tape on it down in the basement, something like that. Yeah, and and he explained to him he was like these wars happen every ten years or so. Yeah. There was also another history, like there's a lot of history lessons in in the Godfather. But since two is your jam, you'll kind of remember when um when Tom Hagen went to go see uh um what's the guy that killed himself in the bathtub, Frank Pantangeli, mm-hmm. and he was kind of talking to him about like uh. When he basically told him you need to kill yourself, but he didn't say you need to kill yourself. Right. And and you know, they were talking about what the Romans did, you know, and, and 
in light of defeat and stuff like that. And they would go home and draw hot baths and open up their veins. And, and you know, basically what Tom Hagen was telling them was like, if that you, was some honor. Yeah. And we'll honor your family, mm-hmm. you know, because he testified against them or yeah. he was in the midst of it and he changed his mind when they bought his brother. But yep. He said, this is the only way you can make it right is if you kill yourself. But he didn't say that. Fucking Pantandra. <laughs> yeah. He was quite the character. Yeah. I don't know. I said a lot of things. Is that what I saw? I didn't see nothing. The FBI, they told me. Michael Corleone said I, this. Michael, Michael Corleone, Corleone said, said that. that. And I, said, I said, okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Fucking Pantandra. Yeah, man. I want to know. They never really explained because Michael Corleone, the re- he changed his tune when Michael That's Corleone That's why we say sh- Michael Corleone, by the way. That's right. where that came from. Fucking Fred Pantanzi. He Pantanzi. did say that, Michael yeah. Corleone. He says, this yeah. Michael Corleone. Disrespectful to the fucking end. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Michael showed up with his brother at the hearings. Who he had talked to, who had disowned him, and he knew, oh, I'm finna fucking die. Yeah. His brother will touch him no matter where. I, I wish they would have did like a small little vignette short film yeah. about their whole... Thing. I needed to know why he's so scared of him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was good. But yep, Frank. That's why Frank Pantangeli killed himself was so that his family would still be honored financially. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was the only other Easter egg that I I think I saw like right off the bat. Um, out of this, what? Um. I am glad Joey Gallo is dead. You were right about Joe Colombo not being dead too. Yes, you did call it. Yes, he's not dead. He did call it. So apparently, because after that episode, I went and did some research. Apparently, he's he was paralyzed after that. Mm, okay. And he was paralyzed to the very end. Mm. Um, ended up, I think he died from cardiac arrest from complications from being paralyzed. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So he he he's he, in essence, Joe Colombo is Don Vito Corleone. Yeah. Right. Like you know he he there's an attempt on his life, and then that sort of at the parade. Yeah at the parade and then that you know that kind of puts him in a vulnerable position and then other people step up and well, become the Don. Is he that or he reminds me of who the Don did not like in the second one. The slumlord. Uh the black hand? Yeah, they got him out of here. Uh-huh. They definitely got him out of here. But it was like that. They were at a parade. <sighs> yeah, but see Columbo was revered actually though. Like, no, I'm just saying the like oh, the, the parallel. God, the yeah. parallel. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's yeah. very true. That's very true. Uh, do you think that? Do you think that Ruddy called the hit on him? No. Okay. Okay. Do you? Well, you research. Is that what happened? No, no, no. Oh. I, I didn't research. I didn't research. No. But, but what kind of made me feel like he did was the fact that the dude Caesar came in and told him, like, you ain't got to worry about that no more. L- like, Oh, on Joey Gallo. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I. They had to do that anyway. What, had to kill him anyway? Yeah, he shot. That was the head of their family. Joe Colombo's the head of their family. Yeah. There's no way Joe Colombo wakes up and Joey Gallo's still alive. Yeah, but I but yes because no it was because Colombo's death attempt was sanctioned by the commission. That's so, part of but Colombo didn't care about the fucking commission. He was cheating him anyway, and that's probably yeah. what he was talking to Lenny Caesar Vito about. <laughs> Lenny Caesar Vito about going rogue. <laughs> right, 
Like, I don't. That's true. No, I just think that whether it's commissioned or not, right. you're not going to come out and say it was commissioned. Right. So this person attacked my Don. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kill him. Mm. That's how these things work. Yeah. So even if you did commission it, you'd have to admit it to get me, quote unquote, in trouble for this. Right. And you're not going to do that. Mm. No, that that was just, like you said, Joe right. Colombo says fucking goodbye. Like Right. I get it. Okay. All right. Because I and the other part that kind of made me because I didn't feel like that until Caesar came in and told him what they did. But also, what kind of made me feel like that too was like the way that uh, Gallo set it up. He was after he tried to extort him on set, and he was like, "You got till midnight." And he was like, "Come join me for my dinner. Maybe I'll let you buy." You know, he told him where he was going to be at and everything. Like he mm-hmm. gave his coordinates, the time he was going to be there. Maybe I'll let you buy me an appetizer or whatever he said. You know, some clams or whatever he said. I Baked clams. Baked clams. There you go. Which are disgusting, by the way. Really? Baked clams are nasty. Uh, I like clams in all forms, but. I hate baked clams specifically. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, So, yeah, it, I was like, hmm, I wonder if. It just made me think. I don't think so. I think that he was braggadocious enough where everybody knew that. Right. He was outside in the open now. He felt empowered by the commission. Like. Yeah. No, nah, I just think he was a piece of shit talking too much. Got it. Uh, Easy to find. Right. The mug like that. So, but with him out of the picture, like, I wonder, are the other families going to still try to put the squeeze on production? Because I would imagine. Production over. But, but listen. They're going to Sicily in three days. And where, and what is Sicily? Yeah, but. That's like the birthplace of the mob. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like. I mean, I guess it could happen, but I just don't see that. I feel like these problems are going to transfer over. And it's like you can't, dog. I had to, I had to check in in Compton to shoot something in Compton, California. Huh? Well, that's Compton. Right, but we're talking about Sicily, which is probably even more regulated in terms of like a third world country. Everywhere is dangerous. It's Sicily. Sicily's even more desolate than than America. Are they killing kids in Sicily? Are they shooting up schools? Oh, I see what you're I saying. I don't know. And, and, and that pers- I get you, but we're talking about we're talking about high level politics here. Yeah, but they got rules. We ain't got no fucking rules. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if they okay, so and this is this is why I'm saying this. Francis sat down and budgeted, which is crazy. Sat down and budgeted on a piece of paper what it would take to go to mm-hmm. Sicily and do this shoot. First of all, he didn't take into account per diems or anything. <laughs> like, ain't so no this per diem. Twenty six thousand, twenty five thousand, whatever. That's Ain't no way he's getting that whole crew there and getting that done for twenty five grand. But fuck it, they said he did it. Whatever. Now, this means you you have to hire locally, right? So Apollonia, her father, Fabrizio, and the other guy um, that that was protecting him. All of these people have to be hired locally, right? Well, it might be the opposite. What if it's Joe Colombo's family or whomever decides to help? Because mm. that could be it too, right? Because Joe Colombo took him in, he met his wife. You know, he knows what a son looks like. Like, well, it it boils down to whoever's kicking up back to Sicily. Like that's that's where the bridge is, right? So like Corleone was partnered with Genco, and that's how he had power in Sicily, right? Is he 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 him and Genco went into the olive oil business. Genco stayed in in Corleone, and you know they were making money together. So when he stepped foot. You know, when when the Don or Michael step foot on Sicily's, you know, 
step foot in, uh, in, in, in Corleone, Corleone, excuse me, mm-hmm. in Corleone, they had muscle. Yeah, but what I mean is what if it's not that deep? What if it's just Joe wakes up right before they leave? I'll call such and such and make sure that you have access. But Which makes sense. And if also, he, who knows who's going to Sicily? Nobody. Okay, but what I'm saying is the politics. So if if they go and don't have that bridge, it's going to be more problems. Why? Because if they go and don't have it, they're everyone's not a gangster, so they're not going under the. They don't need to check. If I if I go to Compton, I don't need to check in. Yeah, yeah. I'm not doing anything but going to fucking eat. Like right, but if you're if you are making money off the land, you got to check in. That's what check in is, is. Yeah, I don't. Like. I don't know that it's gonna be that deep. I'm almost positive. It, it's got to be right. Like, t- okay, all right, we can agree to disagree, but to me, I feel like it has to be because. You're going to the birthplace of this organized crime structure, and then you're going and you're bringing a production. You're hiring people. You're throwing around money in the economy. So, like, in American dollars, at that, there's no way that you do all of this and it doesn't get back to the people that are in charge of the people there. Mm-hmm. And once they find out, they're gonna press you. That's just the bottom line. You, you're gonna get pressed if you don't. If you didn't ask for permission to do these things in Sicily, you're gonna get pressed. And, and and the only reason why I'm saying that and can say that with confidence is because I, I have to do it in my line of work in America. <laughs> like I have to, if I'm doing something in Atlanta, I have to kind of let somebody know. Like, yeah, but you are an American in America, and we have a very different set of gangster politics. Ours are probably much more needlessly brutal. We don't have as many rules, so like I think that's much different, right? Than you going. Because when you go, and it's social media area, right? And in the kind of production that you do, mm-hmm. right? Like when you go to Atlanta or Compton, you're most often making music videos, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. So that directly affects not only their economy, but the economy directly of the people who are in charge of these gangs most often. So when they're going to Sicily, they're going as civilians with other civilians, you don't travel with civilians. That's part of why you gotta check in. You like to pretend like you're not a gangster. No, you? I tra- no, I travel all the way with civilians. Yeah, but you're not going to see a civilian, right? So when these people, <laughs> you ain't gotta tell your business. But when they're going to Sicily, mm-hmm. they're going as civilians with civilians, looking for civilians, right? They're not throwing around a bunch of money, right? So I don't. They're not there disrupting anything. They removed all the negative stuff. They're going to the deep ass countryside. Like, I mean, I hear you. It could be right, but and if no one knows that they're going to Sicily, because no one knows, he didn't say anything to Joey Gallo, mm-hmm. and Joey Gallo will be the only person who would have told the other families. Right. Joe Colombo's not going to do anything to stop him. If if anything, he would only help him. Right. So I don't see that. Well, that's a good point. He would help him if he knew that what was happening. That's what I'm saying. If he wakes up before they leave, right, he's going to make it very comfortable. They're not going to get pressed. Right. And and that's assuming that Colombo has ties to Sicily. Right. And if he doesn't, then they just go. Like, and they're in the countryside for three or four days and they move on. Mm-hmm. Like, I, they weren't in downtown Sicily, like, partying. Well, I don't think so. Like, they aren't fucking hookers and, like, drinking liquor and shit. Like, they're, they're in the heart of it, it looks like, right. making the movie. Yeah, but we also know they're filmmakers. They can make anything, like, the heart of it. It's, it's that's just, true too. It's Sicily. That's true all too. of Sicily looks like that. Yeah, we're not gonna know. Right? Yeah, like all of Sicily looks like that. Put like, it like this. Put it like this. And and uh, you know, I'm not trying to argue about it, but I, I am trying to just get you to see. Like, I'm trying to get you to see what it is. 
I just don't agree with you. I see what you're saying. I okay. Don't agree okay. With you. All right. Yeah. Cool. 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 Yeah. We'll, I guess we'll see you in episode nine. Yeah. <laughs> like we got the show ain't over, so yeah. we gonna see which one else is right. Dog. Okay. The movie came out a masterpiece, but I gotta say, Francis is getting on my fucking nerves. Why? This man Ruddy is in the middle of beefing with the mob. You don't know that. I know, but like. But but Francis, if this man who has made miracles happen all over the place is telling you that, yo, if you think you know what that means, you don't even know the half of it. If he's telling you something like that and you're and and you're saying, you know what, you're going to find a way. I know you're going to find a way that doesn't register as selfish to you. We had this talk about how creators, creative people are inherently selfish. Yeah. And you got to love them through it. We do. But man, there's a point, man. Like, part of me just wishes Ruddy would be like, Yo. "Oh, so I'm right." So yeah. now you see it. What the creators are inherently selfish? No, that there's a point where part of you kind of has to concede to the people around you. Like in Ruddy's case, because I didn't hear that part. My bad. No, I just like in Francis's case, Francis yeah. needs to concede to Ruddy. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. You yeah, argue yeah. me down about that. Did I? I don't remember arguing you down about I know that you don't. because I'm usually in in ruddy seat, so I get it. We were talking about creatives and how the the world can't always bend to them; they have to bend to the world. Uh-huh. And you were like, "No, because people have to meet them." That's what happens when you're with the creative person and around them. I'm like, yeah, but that's wild, selfish. Yeah, but you have to. All relationships aren't romantic. That that applies to any relationship. Interesting. That might have been in a different context. But if I said that, I'll eat those words. Mm-hmm. I'll eat those words. Mm-hmm. But if I you didn't say that, if I didn't say that six. You're trying to make me argue. No, I'm just saying if I didn't say it. But you did. We record this. Don't make me do an instant replay. Do it. All right. Say less. Mm-hmm. Say less. Um. Okay. But like I said, if I said that, I, I you know. You see I, the light now. I Well... See? Yeah, I See? know. I I get it. I get what his point is. I I get why it makes sense to him. I yeah. get why he wants it. But yeah, no, it's to be that great at what he does. You do have to have a one track mind, though. You do. Someone has to have a one track mind about this. That's true. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, you know, I guess the ends justifies the mean. But committed like, to the vision, child. Like a lot of people, niggas could die. No, niggas are dying. Like, <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, like, niggas, he know. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's why I'm kind of, uh, that's why I'm interested to see what happens in Sicily. Like, if, if anybody gets lost or yeah. something happens to anybody. Because it's, it's going, that's why I'm, you know, I don't want to go back here, but they're going to feel pressure. Okay. You know, and, and Francis. I mean, we going to find out who's wrong, so that's okay. Right, right, right. That's a fact. Yeah. Um, But don't come in next week talking about something. I told you. You argue me down about they're not going to feel no pressure. I didn't say that though. I'm just saying, I'm just speaking for what. Oh, so now I'm a liar. Me. Got it. Keep no, going. no, no, keep going. no. That that's a. There's a huge difference between being a liar and just forgetting how something went. There's a huge difference. That's all I'm saying. That's the most placating thing you've ever said to me. Explain placating again. Uh, like patronizing. Okay. That may that may fall in that category. <laughs> that may fall. It in might. That, category. that may fall in that category. <laughs> Um. All right. So, in order to find the twenty six grand, Ruddy comes up with this brilliant plan. Brilliant. It's gonna plan. get him bit in the ass, but it's brilliant. You think so? Uh, he ain't got nothing to be set up. 
Well, I mean, considering they made a part two and part three. I mean, yeah, but he didn't know that. Right. <laughs> that was the whole point. <laughs> he got you shot. <laughs> yeah, like, for real. Put you in a barrel. But, but, but so you understood what he did, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Completely. I'll just kind of explain it for anybody we who We do didn't. that all the time at work. That's a very real thing. Very real thing. Mm-hmm. Very real thing. Uh, so for anybody who didn't pick up on it, basically he promised it what looks like the G&E, the grip and electric mm-hmm. uh, vendor. He basically negotiated a better rate on this film in order to get a guarantee that they will do business with them on future films. Now, I don't know if that's just future Godfather films or future Paramount properties. He just said his next project. Right. Yeah. So and and I I need to really look into what else Ruddy did outside of this, because I wonder how many of my favorite films he's responsible for. Maybe. Um, This is the the only one. But the genius of his plan is, like you said, you don't pay vendors up front. Right. You pay them at the end because they create their invoices and tallies and they just get it at the end, but you count it as an expenditure. Mm-hmm. So to go in and say, discount all this past work mm-hmm. and I'll make sure we have more work at this same rate later. Right. It's brilliant. Yeah. Because that way you don't have to tell anybody anything. You don't have to tell um, Charles, you don't have to do none of that, Bloodhorn, none of that. Yeah. Because it's just, okay, take this off. Now if he, now if he wanted to skim. Right. That's how a lot of people skim checks too. Mm, yeah, that's how people professionally embezzle. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. People will mark up vendor prices a lot of times mm-hmm. and say, "Oh, it costs this much," mm-hmm. or you'll think it costs as much, and you bill for that, and they build a relationship and get it cut down, yeah. and they'll skim off the top. Yeah, that that's what really used to happen, like in the music video world. I don't mm-hmm. know if that happened in the film world, but I know back when. That you know, all these like rap videos had million dollar budgets. Mm-hmm. They were, it was a lot of that happening. Where a lot of like, uh, you know, I mean, I heard stories of people buying like, you know, buying like bricks of cocaine, you know, and putting it like wow. in 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 a certain line item in a budget, you know, like wow, like uh, props and stuff like that, you know, inflating just inflating costs and buying a bunch of things that on riders and on. That's crazy. Yeah. It happened. But, I mean, I believe it, but but labels they've cracked down on that. Like now, you know, just being transparent when I do business with labels, I have to provide receipts. And I have voices. to provide a, a whole expense packet yeah. on where their money went. And if there's any like, um, if there's any difference between what they had budgeted and what I paid, let's just say there's like a four thousand dollar difference in my favor, mm-hmm. they're not acknowledging that four thousand dollar difference. <laughs> they're not going to pay that out. Like they they consider that as money they saved. Damn. Yeah. So you know you got to come up with creative ways to show that you spent it. Basically. Damn. You know. Um. You know. So I uh, just a tip for anybody who is kind of getting into this game, getting into like the video game or to the film game. Um. If you have equipment and you have things that you look that you're bringing on to production, rent it out. Rent it out to them underneath. You know, create a whole different entity mm-hmm. and invoice the production based upon whatever the name of that entity is. So you know, if you own a camera, rent it out to that production. Yep, and that counts. You know, you'll you'll get your money for that. But don't just bring it just because you mm-hmm. have access to it. Because pay for it. if you don't tell them that you paid for it, they're not gonna pay for it. You know, so and in the professional world, when you're building out a budget or a project plan, mm-hmm. especially if you're getting contracts, if you don't spend all of the money, like you said, mm-hmm. they're not going to give it to you because mm-hmm. you get the budget up front, and like I said, they pay everything at the end. Mm-hmm. They're not giving you that whole budget unless you spent it, there, there and it your is. next budget will be cut by that much because you prove that you can do it without with it. Less, yep. So you need to spend 
all of your money. Yep. When someone gives you a budget, spend it all. It's not how it used to be years ago where they paid up front. They do not. Nope. They pay at the end. And you were pr- you're giving proof of concept of how much it costs for you to run business. Yep. So you need to always be just about to be over yep. <laughs> so you can increase your budget next time. That's a fact. That's yeah. some real game right there. Yeah. For free on the Grams of Snow podcast. Spend the money. Yeah, spend that bread. Now, the only difference I'll say is like- Save your money. In my world- But spend their money. In my world, they do pay you deposit. Like, they'll give you like 30%. Oh, yeah. Well, you get the, you the get running- run, We call it RTB. Run right. the business. You okay. get that up front. Yeah. There you but. go. Yep. So, yeah, man. Rent, rent out your shit to your production company. Buy, buy a camera, rent it out. If you're getting constant work, buy a camera, rent it out. Yep. They'll still pay for it, but you'll own it. Um, And then pay for it, so- yeah, that's a fact. Uh, okay, okay, okay. The so the rap party. Um, fucking Bob Evans. Bob is unraveling. Yeah, he's unraveling. Um, he he, they're going full fledged with Chinatown. I didn't know they were going to talk this much about Chinatown. That's <laughs> cr- I meant to bring that up. Another a lot of the movies that you brought up yeah. have been spoken about here. Yeah, and yeah. it's also been added to the list. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it sure has. Yep. yep, it sure has. I'm Paramount. Yeah, so I I didn't realize that the productions were running simultaneous like this, but but like I said, Bob Evans was the sole producer on. I believe was the sole producer on Chinatown. So mm-hmm. it looks like that this was the thing that he was sort of doing alongside of uh, Ruddy doing The Godfather. Hopefully he got him the fuck together because and Allie was his wife, not his girlfriend. That's it. Yeah. So she broke his heart. Yeah. I mean, it sounds, she broke the law too, it sounds like. Yeah, it's California. <laughs> but we're not ready to have that conversation. Is that law in California? I mean, I would imagine it is. I mean, it I, ain't I'm, a law everywhere. Oh, really? So there's some places where adultery is not illegal everywhere. No. Oh, interesting. Okay. I mean, it's grounds for a divorce, but right. it's not illegal everywhere. Okay. In North Carolina, you can sue your husband's side bitch. Ooh, that's fly. It's called. Uh, I just learned this from Housewives. Actually, well, not Housewives, but Nene is being sued for withholding of affection, something like that. Withholding affection? Yes. So if your husband cheats on you or uh-huh. your wife, uh-huh. um, you can sue them uh-huh. and the person they're cheating with Whoa. for removal or withholding something like that of affection. Whoa. Mm-hmm. She got a million dollar lawsuit. Whoa. So if you live in North Carolina and you're getting cheated on and you married, yeah. sue them motherfuckers. Whoa. Keep your thing in your pants. Listen, or just get legally separated. Like leave. Yeah. Yeah, just leave. <laughs> just leave, Slim. That's all you gotta do. Or get a side bitch, know how to shut up. And don't want to put you on a fucking gram. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that's hard. That's hard to find these days. That's crazy. Everybody wants to be acknowledged. I don't want to acknowledge when I have a full blown partner. <laughs> Much less follow somebody's side bitch. Yeah, but you know Y'all will know that I'm seeing somebody. When we break up, <laughs> that's kind of real though. I'm like, why? Why you can't let me know? And even then, you may not know hey, about this whole thing. I'm lying. You never gonna know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> but uh, I like, but see, you a gangster, right? What, what do they say? Moving in silence. Like the real like G's lasagna. Moving, like lasagna. Like lasagna. <laughs> Lil Wayne is so stupid. But that was kind of a fly bar, but it was. Man, it, it, no. But it wasn't at the same time. No, twas not. Yeah. Uh, speaking of these relationships, you know, my whole timeline is flooded with fucking. Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan. I need to go save him. 
Yeah, go save him, man. He, he looks like he's sad. He's gonna go back to white women. Cause I, cause, cause I'm gonna be honest. Like, I would imagine that Lori Harvey's probably like top tier when it comes to like that, right? And he is also. Man, so where do you go from there? Guess you gotta go. You gotta go back to. You gotta go to white women at that point. Is that what happens? Where do you go from there? I don't know that Lori Harvey is the only pretty black girl that exists. No, of course she's not. I'm, I mean, I'm being. Yeah, like, I mean, even in that, I I can't think of anyone, but I imagine there's always a new crop. And I mean, she was ten years younger than him, so clearly he don't care about age. Yeah. Also, there's rumors their whole relationship was fake. Oh really? Yeah, that it was like a contract kind of thing. Oh. She needed to be more popular for what she wants to do. He needed to get the stink of white women off of him. Oh wow. Okay, yeah. so it worked out like that. Yeah, it was a big thing about that, actually, him exclusively and only being seen with white women mm. and then making stuff like Black Panther and all the stuff you wanted to do specifically for black people, mm. which if that's the case, that sucks because much shit as I talk, I've never heard him speak disparagingly about black women. Never. So I don't really care if you just prefer white women as long as you're not like dragging black women. And he does a lot of good stuff for the community. Yeah. So if you want to, you know, if you want to find your milk of magnesia, that's your business. That's, <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't be anybody's yeah. business. So I would hate that if that, that is the case. And then when you look at the structure of his business, he's, he's empowered a lot of black women like yes. in, in his outliers uh, outlier production company. Mm-hmm. So that's... Outlier society, I think it's called. So that's yeah, that's wild. Like like really like his lieutenants, all his second and seconds and thirds in command are like black women. He's so never spoke disparagingly of black people at all. He does a lot for the community. So and again, it's a rumor; it doesn't have to be true. But right, right. that, but I knew there was a big stink made about how we only ever see him with white women. Um, and I get why that happens, right? Like mm-hmm. people love him and find him attractive and want to be able to imagine themselves with him. But yeah. there's a rumor that they only dated to get that stink off him mm. and that she needed to clean herself up after future mm. and all the stuff that she's doing now, she wanted access to do mm. as far as modeling and campaigns and her skin line. And and if we're being honest, the kind of men that she probably wants to date, mm-hmm. she needed a buffer between future and them. What what do you think kind of men she wants to date? People more like Steve Harvey, probably she's, do you, do you know about Marjorie Harvey? Um, I, I no, I really don't. All right, so Marjorie Harvey has. I think you told me like it was like a drug dealer she was with or something. Two baby daddies who were okay. cousins. They were they're cousins. The first one was a kingpin. Okay. She had babies with him. Okay. He got murdered or put in jail. Either way, he out of here. She said, "I need another rich nigga." Uh huh. So she got with his other kingpin cousin, oh. who is Lori's daddy. Wow. He went to jail. Been in jail till about three years ago when Steve lost that talk show because mm-hmm. he came up there cutting ass mm. because Steve was acting too much like his kid's daddy. Mm. Lori left them two, Nick, them two kingpins, building her little seven kid empire, mm-hmm. got her little monies up, got her little wardrobes together, mm-hmm. and landed Steve fucking Harvey. Mm. Mm. Now, so her kids are siblings and cousins. Interesting. Hey, man, get your money, boo-boo. Listen. <laughs> Listen. Now all she do is travel the world being Steve Harvey's wife, and that man love her like he love breathing. Yeah, he do. So Lori Harvey is looking for that. Or she should be. She she So she looking for a gangster kingpin? Nah, she looking for Steve. You sure? 
Because I, I feel like I would Steve hope, was I Michael B. Hope. Jordan. I, feel, I, I would, see the mustache I know, that's and everything. That's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> like, what I'm saying. Like maybe. But I also hear he's really boring. And she's, also, she's 20. To be fair, if this was real, yeah. he just bought a home. He's 35. Yeah. He's probably ready to go inside and have a family. And uh, she is 25 and arguably one of the most beautiful men on the planet. Yeah. That little girl don't want no babies and no husband. Yeah. It is hot girl lifetime right now. Right. She is not finna be nobody's wife. Hey, man. Yeah. Hey, well, you know, listen, do what you do, man. And at 35, I feel like a 25-year-old's annoying as fuck. I don't want to spend 20 minutes with a 25-year-old. I can see that. <laughs> I can see that, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know anything about her personality. No, I'm just saying, yeah. on average. Right, the average 25-year-old. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it, man. You know, it's, you know, shout out to them, man. How we got here, I don't know. Uh, me either. Me either. But no, oh, I think I bought it up just because that is flooding my time. It's just funny when when things like that about people's relationships flood my timeline because I'm just like I could care. You know, it went from that the Johnny Depp situation to this situation. I'm just like, I don't care about these people's business, man. Um, I really don't. Well, I care about Michael Jordan business. Got I'm gonna it. go soothe his aching heart. I hell, I hope it works out. It's not his achy breaky heart. You I'm know, try. Molly Cyrus got a better chance than I do. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> She's not an ugly girl. Yeah, I don't think so. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. But, you know. But if you like milk and magnesia, you know, that's the one thing I can't be for you, Slim. Sorry. I think I think he just like women. You know, mm. so that's a thing too, man. People just like women. Nah, Michael B. Jordan do just like white girls for. You think so? Lori Harvey is the only black girl, and she's black light. She's black light. Yeah. Get stop it. No, no, no. That's not me. No, 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 no. That's not me being ugly. I'm like it's a. The ambiguous, she's very much a black woman. She presents as a black woman. I'm not discounting her blackness. Okay. I'm just saying the way that she presents to the world is ambiguous as far as um, the word that I hate, exotic, right? Like she's black light in, in that sense. Not in that she's any you less You exotic black. from her? Um, The hair, the skin, the features. Are, when you say, do you just mean like European? Does she present more Exotic European? looking. Because I don't get exotic the, from her. The negative... What can be considered a negative stipulation? She looks mixed. You know how there was a time years ago when men were like, "I only date exotic bitches. I only date bi-, like." And I what, don't get it. And what they meant was mixed girls. Interesting. I, I don't yeah. get that from her. But but I. I but she I, is mixed. Her mama half white. Um, yeah, it's just. But again, I'm not discounting Lori Harvey's blackness at all. I'm just saying right. the way that she presents. Got it. It wasn't probably an easy easy transition for him because he, the only one. Yeah. He probably does really just like white women, and that's okay. Are I, you sure that's the only one? It's just the only one that we know of, you think? Or is it the only one in general? I mean, I don't know the man. Even the lineage. ones he was caught with, like on accident. Right. They've all been white. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, Amen. And nothing's wrong. But again, I don't care because he doesn't speak disparagingly about black women. Right. He does lots for the community. I don't, I only ever have an issue with that when it's. I date white women because black women A, B, and C. Uh, if you just like white girls, like white girls. That's right. fine. Like, I don't find somebody who loves you back the way you need to be loved and live your happiest life. Right? Yeah. I don't care. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I definitely don't know how we got on my You did this. Oh, uh, we were talking about his marriage with Allie. Yeah. But, and you can sue for withdrawal of affection. Yeah. And somehow you brought this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah and Michael B. Jordan makes my heart flutter, so. That's crazy. He does. Yeah, because you've been vehemently, how do you pronounce that word? Vehemently. Vehemently opposed to men that date white women. But no, no, I don't date them. Okay. I, I'm never going to meet oh, you Michael trying to, B. You trying to throw the thing on him. I'm never going to meet this man. I can say whatever I want. 
I would. I love him. He's beautiful. I think he's really funny. But I'm never going to meet Michael B. Jordan. I'm never going to have the opportunity to date him. Well, see, so I can daydream. The way the way that like um, manifestation works. I don't want to manifest Michael B. Jordan. Oh, okay. Because then like you end up in the public eye, and imagine me. In the public eye. Well, maybe, maybe he might he might have changed it. All. He might be like, you know what? I just want to be low key. I just had my heart broken in public. I just want to be low key from here on. I'm in. never gonna oh. meet Michael B. Jordan. All right. Well, yeah. if you say that, you never will. But yeah, you see the way that that the Caesar dude popped up on. Hey, popped up with Betty. a rollie. Like, what's it? You feel me? Hey, bitch, you got time or no? Come on, you duh. broke your other watch. This rollie fell off the that. back of the truck. Listen, I don't care what it fell off of. Yeah. About to fall on my wrist. She's stupid as hell. Yeah, where he get that rollie from though? Back of a truck. Yeah, for sure. Right? For sure. <laughs> you know what I thought that they were gonna sell it um, to be able to go to Sicily. That was my first thought. Oh, that would have been smart. That was my first thought. Yeah, that would have been smart. But I don't know if a Rolex was worth that much back then. Was a Rolex what it is? I mean, don't get me wrong. Rolex are timeless, but I know they've appreciated a lot. Right. Would it been 20 bands back then? I'm not a watch guy. I don't, I don't I think don't, so. I don't know how much it really costs now. Like It depends on the kind, but they can yeah. go up to 20, 25. See, this whole different like branches of Rolex, like that's a new thing to me. Like I thought it was just Rolex. Mm-hmm. I didn't Breitling and then Daytona and Brightling isn't a Rolex. Brightling okay. is another brand. See? Yeah. You see, you see where I'm at with it. Yeah. <laughs> like the, I was about to say the Ghost, but did that like a Bentley or like a Phantom or something? Well, I don't Bentley know. and a Phantom are versions of, well, a Bentley is a separate right. car, but a Phantom and a Ghost are different cars, but they're both Mercedes. Got it. See, yeah. the thing about me, I don't know nothing when it comes to material shit. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't. I'm like. I'm like Michael B. Jordan that way, mad porn in that way. <laughs> Niggas start talking about cars and Rolexes and polo shirts, and I'm out the conversation that fast. Polo shirts, wow. It's a lot. It's a whole polo. Yo, shout out to RFC, man. Shout out to Smoke Dizzle and 183rd and my nigga Nim Low, man. All them niggas is low heads, bro. And I, I didn't even know Ralph Lauren made so much polo, dog. Like, Ralph Lauren. See? I don't, I don't be knowing, dog. Like I, oh, you're talking about Ralph Lauren. Ralph okay, Lauren. not Yo. polo. Oh, that's different? So they are under the same umbrella, but different brands. See? Yeah. I thought it was all the same shit. So there's Ralph Lauren, which would be their higher end version. And then there's Polo, which is not a streetwear, but the more accessible version of Ralph Lauren. Mm. Yeah. I don't know nothing so about So being it. like a Ralph Lauren head is much different than being a Polo nigga. Like, okay. Yeah. So if, if a nigga said, yo, I'm about that low life, that's Polo? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. They can call whatever club they want to call it. They could be talking about Ralph Lauren. Okay. And just, they're not going to say about that Ren life, right? Rug, like, rugby's and shit. What are rugby's? A rugby is a style of shirt. But, but, but the like, collar. But those are like polo shirts? Yeah, but Ralph Lauren also makes rugby style shirts. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm so, I, you lost me. Long time ago, you lost me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know nothing about none of that shit. My niggas know? need wives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, bro. I wear I wear fucking black t shirts every day Jesus with the same God. sweatpants. Now you're Steve Jobs. Yeah, man. I get it. Him or him or Dr. Dre. I get why they do it. Jesus God. <laughs> what the two most toxic niggas of all time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, they got tired to be toxic because they ain't got to worry about what they wear. <laughs> they can put all their energy towards fucking ruining other people's right. lives. Right. <laughs> Or it's knocking around people being and, assholes. And listen, I don't think Dr. Dre ruins nobody's life. I, I that think he beat up Michelet. That's a possibility. But that's also none of my business. Mm-mm. Um, 
<laughs> Yo, how do we keep doing? I mean, well, it's your fault. In, in all fairness, this episode didn't have much to grasp on too. So going off on tangents but, is very easy. But you know what I do like about this show? Just talk to me. It's not wasted though. It's not. It didn't drag. It didn't have like you said, there's not a lot to talk about. Yeah. But stuff happened that was important, but it was very concise. Yeah. All of it mattered to these one or two central points. But everything they did to take up the hour was important. Yeah. So you never felt like, oh, they're dragging this shit out. This could have been 30 minutes. I've never felt like the episode could have been shorter or like it was wasted. Agreed. But also it's always a very simple two, three things that happen in an episode. Mm -hmm. But they're so good at telling the story and painting this picture that you're not waiting for it to happen. Mm -hmm. You sit and suspense the whole time. That I do appreciate about this show. And it makes it easier to watch. Yeah. Yeah, it does, and 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 also, um, you know what I notice about specifically here, but this happens in shows in general. Like, the funnel starts to get very narrow as as it gets closer towards the end of the. You know, you start off with like a lot of things happening, and then a lot of things get resolved throughout the course of it. Mm -hmm. And then you're just kind of down to like two or three storylines mm -hmm. at a certain point. So that's kind of what's happening here, anyways. Is like the whole thing is is turned into like mob and money yeah <laughs> it's coming to an end yeah, yeah it's it, you know so I, I do i do hope that they like i said i hope that they get into the release of the film mm -hmm. and like the public reception of it i Be think so because at some point we have to see like all right we see that like blood blood Orn is like he cares about the bottom line right and, mm -hmm. and he's looking for the new thing but he's already accepted the fact that godfather is going to be a money maker so he's already counting on it. So I right, like almost like stop talking about it. I know it's good. Now yeah, what? Now what's the next? What are you thing? doing next? What yeah. have you done for me lately? Exactly that type shit. So I, you know, I just want to see like, I want to see where that matches up to some of their other commodities as, as golf and western. Like, you know, they kind of tried to give us a little bit of it with the love story movie. It made a, over a hundred million, mm -hmm. but I don't know what that. First of all, I don't know how much you got to burn in that. I don't know how much you got to burn in that day. To make a hundred million, right? So I think total. I think in total now, what we're talking about is the Godfather, because they started off with what a four million dollar budget, yeah, and then they went back and asked, and they got like six. So yes. they're still like maybe under ten still. Yeah, and it's gonna make several millions. So I wonder how that stacks up against the other things that Golf and Western sells, you know, on a, for annual revenue. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, you know, is it enough to? You know, that's what I always wonder about these studios, man. Like, I, it's it's a revolving door because it's like, yeah, you'll make a billion here. Then you'll turn around and you'll do three movies for a $200 million budget. And then also, you know, what you got to take in consideration is production budget is one thing, but marketing budget is a totally different thing. So, you know, if, if a movie has a $200 million production budget, you're probably going to spend somewhere between 100 to 150 million in marketing that film mm -hmm. to reassure that you get your money back. So when it's all said and done and comes out in the wash, I don't know how much is actually profit, right? Like, gotcha. Um, and then you know that rolls over into okay, well now we have to do three more of these movies, so now the profit gets dissolved even more, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so it's always kind of like a smoke and mirrors, like a revolving door credit when it comes to these films. It's like, you know, the better they do, the more films we can make, yeah. literally. Um, so I do want to see how that affects like Paramount's output, and then does Bob Evans lose his lose his studio head chair situation because they're kind of alluding to the fact that Jack Ballard might be coming back, and then does Jack Ballard take over the chair because th th there was something that 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 uh, Lapita said 
and that whole Lapinas thing with mm-hmm. Betty was hilarious. <laughs> but there was some I like Lapinas. <laughs> uh I do have a question for you. I'm glad we brought that up. But um there it was something that Lapinas said in this episode that made me think that Jack Ballard may be coming back. But, I was about to say, where'd you get that from? Yeah, yeah, it was it was the scene where they were arguing, there was something. There was something that happened there that made me say, Oh, I wonder if he's gonna come back. But um all right, the Lapinas thing. The whole that whole thing and like the etymology of words, right? Because he said Lapidus means stone, or the, the etymology of names, I should say, right? Mm-hmm. He said Lapidus means stone, which fits him, right? Like he's kind of like a he don't drink, he's you know he's very impenetrable to a certain degree, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know like the like the meaning of your name? Yes. Oh, what is it? My name means victory in um Twi. In Twi, it is an Ashanti language in Ghana. Oh, okay, okay. Do you feel like that is a fitting name for you, Victory? I feel like, like I've grown into it. My parents didn't know what it meant when they named me it. Okay. Like it wasn't on purpose. Got it, got it, yeah. got it. Yeah. I picked out my kids' names though for, for that reason and meaning. Okay, okay. Yeah. Good, good, good. You want to share that? Or yeah, I don't care. Um, so if I have a son, his name would be Justice because justice is your reward or, p- or penalty for your ways, words, and actions. Mm. And his middle name would be Kefele, which means worth dying for. So my reward worth dying for. Mm. Um, if I had a daughter, her name would be Heva, which means life. Mm. And same thing with Kefele, a life worth dying for. Mm. She's going to have a rough time in public school, boy. I don't care. Make them <laughs> choke on it. And they better say her full name every time. So I know you didn't ask, but I'm going to tell you my yeah. name. Uh, so my government name is Tremaine. Mm-hmm. Tremaine is actually Scottish for brick wall. Really? Yeah. And, I really? guess it's, it's kind of fitting. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's kind of fitting. Yeah, brick wall. If I know anything at all, it's that a wall is just a wall. It can be broken down. That's a good point. Asada Shakur. Wow. Shout out to Asada. To Asada. She, uh, cause she's absolutely right. It can be broken down. Um, but I am tough. Mm-hmm. I am tough. Yes. I can take it. Very tough. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. So Much yeah. Tough. Huh? Much tough. Yes. Much tough. Yes. Yes. Are you? Uh, what's the word that you used earlier? That means patronizing. Placating. Are you placating me right now? <laughs> I feel like you are. But Perhaps. Th- I'll take it because I'm a brick wall. I'll take it. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, you know, the, just the etymology of names. Yeah. Um, but I, I like Lapinus better than Lapinus for sure because he is Lapinus. It was sure. nice to see Betty relax. Yeah. It was nice to see her let her hair down. Yeah. She's fun, man. Bloodhorn really like her. I and it's th- not even like a sexual thing. It's like, I like her. Yeah. Well, I thought he was going to slap the shit out of Caesar. Well, I thought he was going to see her hugging nah. him and then fire her on the spot. I, I don't even know that it feels like it's grown past a sexual tension. It feels like Betty is, it's a TV show. That's how good the show is. Like, I feel I have feelings about this white woman. But um, it feels like she's just a joy to be around. Yeah. Like, she brings a peace and, like, it's a calming thing. And, like, it's one of those women who men don't cross that line with to keep. It's like no, we can't. You're you're just way too important for that. Yeah, she I feels get. like one of those. She definitely commands a certain uh, respect. amount of respect. Yeah, and a, and she definitely gives off a certain amount of comfort. Like there's nothing that you're gonna say to her that's gonna make her lose look her at shit. You, yeah, yeah, or look at you a certain way. Yeah, I, you know this funny man. There's there's a, a a TD Jakes clip that's going around. I don't know if you've seen it. I, I'll send it to you in the DMs if uh-huh. if certain or you know just to see if you have. But um. Where he was just kind of breaking that down about men and their emotions and how, like, he was talking specifically to women just like, uh, as a man, 
you know, can I tell can I share with you my fears and you not look at me different? Mm-hmm. You know, can I tell you how I was raised and then you don't you you know take you to the to the family reunion and you not mouth all poked out because you feel a certain way about something that you had nothing to do with, you know, making it uncomfortable for me, you know. Yeah. Just kind of speaking to like, yo, are you making a space for a man to be the the emotional character that you say that you want out of this man because Every time that you're not, you're teaching me to be quiet. Yeah. You know, um, which, uh, of course, I'm sure there's going to be, there's pushback to it and some, and certain people, you know, because this accountability thing is just getting out of hand for people. Um, but, you know, but I just always find it interesting when, I find it interesting when men are giving perspectives of men. And women have a comment. And women have a comment like, saying women, that, you like. You don't have a penis, bro. Like you know, cause cause when it's done the other way around, you want men to listen. If not, we'll talk bad about you. You like, see, it's it, but it's, men deserve soft spaces to land. Yeah, and if I want, like, and it's true, if I want you to, and don't get me wrong, after years of conditioning, that's a lesson to learn, mm-hmm. and it's hard. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of retraining on what we think is masculine and feminine. Mm-hmm. A lot of retraining on what we think being helpful is. Mm-hmm. On um, what we think listening means. Mm. Um, believe it or not, a lot of women are just as conditioned to solve problems or for, but for us solving the problem might mean a lot of times, like you said, someone treated you bad, fuck them for life. Yeah. If you hurt somebody I love, fuck you. And I'm going to tell you, Mm. but like you said, it's your fucking mother. I can't do that. Like I can't, I can't go to your mother and mouth off. Like it's your mom still. You good now. Right. Um, so yeah, it, it takes a lot of learning and unlearning. But men deserve that. Men deserve soft spaces to lay in. If, if we're going to ask them to be these emotional creatures that they should be, and that's going to be more helpful for them, thus more helpful for us, we can't castrate them every time yeah. they have an emotion. We can't make fun of them every time they have an emotion or a fear or a trauma and want to share it. Like, And then you just go and be a dick about it. Well, bitch, that's why. Mm-hmm. It's bitches like that that fuck it up for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, Men have more than two emotions. A lot of men will only ever show you if they're angry or if they're happy. Mm-hmm. And everything else is manifests as anger. Mm-hmm. And that's not good. It's not. That's not good. Yeah, it's not. Uh, and I appreciate you saying these things um, because, it, you know, it does matter. And it, and it's sometimes it's hard as a man to be able to say this in a place where, you know, I try to stay away from the gender stuff on social media too much, man, because I, it's, people just take it the wrong, wrong. way. Yeah, people just take it the wrong way. But, but yeah, but no, that's what that's what Betty Betty brings that sense of like, damn, I can bring I can bring you my shit, and you ain't gonna motherfucking treat me no kind of way about it, you know. So, and that's why Ruddy called her middle of the night. He's like, look, I'm sorry, but you're the only person I can talk to about this. Yeah, right. Like I think, and that's what Francois was missing. Yeah, Francois didn't have that with him. Right, like. They could have still been together, and he would have left and called Betty, yeah, and never told her because she would have tried to fix it, yeah, right. It would have become well, I can do this and I can do that, yeah. But Betty just said, "Okay, yeah, you know what you're gonna do yet? Nope. Are we safe? I don't know. And okay, yeah. And she didn't kirk out when he said, "I don't know if we're safe." Mm. She didn't lose her shit and go telling everybody and try to do anything. She just mm-hmm. said, "Okay, all right. Trust you to figure this shit out. This is wild, but all right, right. like." Right. Yeah. I wonder, do they end up together in real life? Mm-mm. They don't. Mm-mm. Oh, you, you looked that into part. That? I did look at. Okay, okay. Yeah, I looked at Betty's life. They don't. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I guess that's for the better anyway. But I thought that would have been, it would have been kind of cool. Um, anything else that we didn't cover in this episode? Um, I think we didn't talk a lot about Bob, but Bob's coked out. Ain't too much to talk about. He lost his wife. He losing his shit. 
Yeah. We know he doesn't mess up Chinatown because it comes out, so. Yeah. It's fun. I, I thought that was funny, him trying to explain Chinatown, because that's it's exactly. about water. Yeah. And people. It That's, it, him trying to explain that is so much more funny if you've seen the movie Chinatown, because it really, really I think He's it's, right? Yeah. No, what he's saying is right. It, he's explaining it absolutely correctly. But like, here's the thing. M- movies in this time frame weren't like conspiracy centric. Mm. You know, they, they they were, you know, they were very like one layer, you know. Um, but uh, Chinatown is very much like a, like a, a moving puzzle. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, we're a lot more coherent to the ideology now because it's like we have so many other conspiracy mo- I mean that's like a whole genre now yeah you know but Chinatown was kind of like the first of its kind the same way Godfather was the first of its kind you know gotcha. where it, it's this thriller it's this love story it's this private investigation story um, and it's a conspiracy about water and then the funny part because I kind of explained it a few episodes ago why it's called Chinatown because <laughs> you know that's how that's how it ended for uh Blood run. Yeah, he was like, so what the fuck is Chinatown? Yeah. You know, but it's it's a metaphor, really. You know, it's a metaphor for like what happens at the end of the movie. And um so it's kinda of, it's funny, man. Have you ever tried to explain pulp fiction to somebody? Yeah. It's it's impossible. Yeah. You I tried where, it one time. You don't know what to start. I was like, start. there's something in a briefcase. Right. And I don't know what it is. And you don't you're not gonna know what it is. Yeah. But it's important. There's a guy who wants it, but you're never going to meet that guy either. Yeah. And Samuel L. Jackson cusses a lot. There's an EpiPen. You're going to like milkshakes and suits when it's over. <laughs> I don't know, bro. You got to watch it. You just got to watch somebody it. Somebody's head get blown off in a car. You just got to watch it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So explaining Chinatown seemed like it was as hard as explaining. Pulp Fiction is way harder than explaining Chinatown. Because it's sure. about nothing. It's a movie. It's like Seinfeld. It's a movie about yeah, nothing. It's a movie about nothing, but... But it it fucking changed everything, you know. And I guess every ten years or so, a movie comes along and, <laughs> and, and does that. But it's, you know, it changes everything. Um, but in Chinatown, seemed like it was the his one. His name is Lenny. It is Lenny. It is Lenny. See, that's weird. Like they call him Caesar, Lenny. Uh, I don't fucking know. Anyway, um, yeah, man. I guess that's about that on that though. Yep. Um, these episodes are getting shorter and shorter I mean, <laughs> with the offer. Yeah, it's coming to an end. Yeah, it is coming to an yeah. end, man. I hate to see it come to an end because I really like this. Um, it's a it's crazy to think that the Godfather is fifty years old this year. It's re- that's really dope, and and to to have spawned so many careers, you know, from this, and to be a, a an intellectual property that's still able to make money even fifty years later. I think it's fucking amazing. I mean. Th- th- the franchise has had to have made well over a billion dollars at this point. Easily, from, yeah. From merch, re-releases, you know, from licensing, from other people sampling it and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. So, uh, But that's that's a testament to intellectual property, though. I mean, if you do it right, it will make money forever. Yep. It will make money forever, and that should be the goal. Uh, cool, man. I think that's the end of this episode. Unless as he scans his brain like something else talk to the episode's over. You yeah, don't have to drag it. I'm I'm really thinking. The episode is over. Right, well, I'ma tell him our socials. Thank you, Six. Give him our socials. <laughs> Grams of Snow Pod on Instagram. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, we are Grams of Snow. Yeah, man. We absolutely are. And uh, you know, 
for anybody who didn't watch. Look, told you. <laughs> well, now now I'm into promoting the, the rest <laughs> of our podcast. We just wrapped up uh, We Own This City, mm-hmm. HBO's short-lived series. It was good, though. Really good. It was traumatic, but it was good. Really good. We have if you, If you haven't watched it, we did a recap on that, six episodes, and they're pretty heavy. Yeah. So if you want to get into some political, you know, breakdowns and some nihilism, some some, some what nihilism, nihilism, yeah, I don't know, all of that absurdism, yeah, and and a little bit of you know tensions conversations between between uh six and I, you can go to the We on the City pod. Um, I'm what what what's coming up next? What's happening? Have you seen any things for any shows that are out there? That are like worth going into? I don't watch TV, Jeezy. Got it. Yeah. I can look though. I think that people have been talking about, we'll, we'll have something else. Yeah. That'll be my job this week to find the next show. Well, we're- So good luck, guys. With me, I'll, I'll have you watching Disney, but- Even if even if something else is not popping up anytime soon, I know we have some ideas for mm-hmm. some for some sort of like uh We can always start episodes. doing our favorite gangster films. Just that's, start reviewing those. I think that's, that's where fun. we're probably going to roll into. That's I fun. wouldn't mind us talking about Chinatown because I, I really want you to see it. Like it's a. Can we just start with something calm? Because they already told me it's a conspiracy movie. Oh yeah, but, but I it's, need a break. Can we let's like go into The Godfather or something? Like that's even better. That's actually. fitting. That's actually even better. Um, side note: I started watching. Um, you can find a way to drag these episodes. I don't know, keep it's going. crazy. Under the Banner of Heaven on FX. Okay. It's interesting. It's about like Latter Day Saints and murder, and it's a very interesting show. Won't be watching it. Yeah, it's very I'm trying to decrease show. the amount of mess. Got it. I take in. Got it. So like, I'm not even watching like my true crime stories like girls do. Got it. Even the music I listen to, I'm trying to like cut back on so much okay. mess, just because okay. like it's manifesting too real now. Got it. People like are dying who ain't ever died before. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> it's it's something that Trump said one time and now it's a joke. Oh, okay. Um, but no, like it it I really am trying to consumption is not just food. Got it. So Okay. No, but I mean this is why I'm talking about I'm not gonna watch under the banner of heaven. Oh yeah, I don't really The Mormons be wilding out. Yeah, yeah. It's it's an interesting show. I it's it, I'm not gonna say it's hard to follow. Uh it's just it's not doing for me what I thought it would. Oh, okay. But it's an interesting show though. It's mm-hmm. a very interesting show. It's a it's a who done it. And I'm all in I'm all about who done it. We know. But uh <laughs> All right, bet man. I'm gonna stop dragging it. We're gonna call it what it is, which is the end of episode eight. Uh the offer. Catch us back next week for episode nine. You know, in the meantime, make sure you check in when you go to Sicily. <laughs> Places like that. <laughs> Bye, friends. <laughs> this has been an on ear network production.